Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everybody, Scott here. It's the Diary of a Cartoonist. D-A-O-C. Welcome back. Still don't love the name. But hey, it's been here as long as it's been here, so it's fine. I'm not going to talk about that again, okay? We're done talking about whether or not I should change the name of this show. I will bother you with it no more. Interesting topic came up today that I wanted to address because that's how this show works. Someone just texted me something. Um, that's annoying. Anyway, so I kind of have to have Facebook open so I can see it. <clears throat> I know I can turn off sounds, but I haven't bothered to do it. So, uh, Nicole, friend of the network here, uh, put a post up on the Facebook Frog Pants Tadpool page talking about what it referred to as a new, uh, it's a photo with the title New Trend in Portland. And at the bottom, share this if you think it's nuts. And it's a photo of two people, a girl and a dude, and they have some piercings as well as what looked at first glance to be like a ring just below their bottom lip and and above their end of their chin implanted into their head or their face, (laughs) their head. Implanted into their face so that it looks like, uh, well, looks like or not. I I assumed it was straight up just a hole, but it looks like you can, it's just all cut out and you can just see their teeth and their gums through there. Oh, quit doing that. That's so annoying. Anyway, you guys hear that? You heard that, right? You may hear that sound when it happens. Uh, Okay, there it is again. And I can't stand it anymore. So I'm turning it off. So. It's this hole in the chin kind of thing. And uh found out through some digging around that it's not a straight up hole, like, you know, a gaping hole so you couldn't drink water or whatever. So that was my first question is not so much, wow, that's a weird piercing or body modification, but more of a, if I had to drink a big tall glass of water, would that water not just gush out the front hole and and not make it anywhere else? And the only way to to deal with it would have to be to tilt your head way back pull my chair up, tilt your head way back and slurp it down that way or something. <clears throat> and then I thought, well, you know, how annoying is it that you'd have like meat or cheese or, or lettuce or something stuck between your teeth and 
It's on display for everyone to see. And, you know, you start thinking about how these would affect your everyday life. And then somebody pointed out that they are not holes. They're um, like see-through acrylic uh, plug, really. Or I don't know what else. What other, there's, I'm sure there's a word for it. So it's not, I don't know how airtight it is, but it's not a gaping hole. It's just you're, you have a window. That's well, a window. Think of it that way. It's a window. So I could have said that simply like 10 minutes ago. Um, you know, interesting body modification. There's plenty of crazy ones where they split your tongue or you get the, you know, the penis thing done or the, the, uh, you know, whatever. There's lots of stuff, big, big, uh, horns under your forehead and things like that. I've seen it a few documentaries on this and seen how they do it. And I heard people talk about why they do it and all that. Here's the issue that came up in there. It sparked this big argument, big back and forth fight between people that were like, whoa, that is too weird, man. How could you do that? Oh my gosh, that is so weird. And then the other side saying, don't call them weird. People's choices are their own. They should be able to do it. They don't need your judgment. You know, that kind of talk. And I am all for, let's not judge other people. I am all for to each his own, freedom for all. It's your body. You make your own choice. That's why a lot of my conservative friends hate how fiscally conservative I am, but how liberal I am when it comes to people's choices about their own bodies. I think women should uh, be able to choose what they do with theirs, for example. I am not the guy who gets to tell women they can or can't have an abortion or can or can't do anything with their, with their bodies any more than they tell me I should or shouldn't. So why would I have that right to tell them that? So I'm a big believer and that's why I don't care if, uh, I don't care if, you know, this whole thing about gay marriage, I don't, it doesn't affect me. They should be able to get married if they want to. It's none of my business. Since when should I tell them to do anything? They're not allowed to tell me what to do. So shouldn't I offer the same courtesy? So we've talked about these issues on the show before and I have, Conservative friends who think I'm crazy when I talk that way. Then I have liberal friends who think I'm, well, whatever. I'm not, we're not, that's not what this topic's about. Forget it, whatever. I'm not pigeonholed in either camp, so it doesn't matter. We've established that in previous shows. But what I wanted to say here about this particular issue is, is this. I think there is a very fine line between and I don't like the word tolerance anymore because the word tolerance has gotten twisted and has a somewhat pejorative meaning and it didn't used to. <clears throat> I like what it used to mean, which meant that I, that I wouldn't judge you or call you out or yell at you or give you crap or tease you or whatever for a choice you would make. When it comes to body modifications, I feel exactly the same way. But this idea that that stuff can't isn't shouldn't we shouldn't all be shocked and weirded out by it is not honest so if somebody sees somebody with a tongue piercing that's split in half and their reaction is oh that's okay for them to react that way in fact it's by design that they act that way number one as human beings when something goes weird suddenly someone has a tail or somebody has an ear that's too big or whatever our natural Perceptive inclination is to notice this difference and have it be forefront in our mind, at least for a while. 
how different things are. If you see somebody where a whole side of his face is a giant tumor and your first time you see him is, oh, and you kind of step back a little bit, that is not somebody being a bigot. That is not somebody being a douchebag. That is not somebody being a bully. That is somebody reacting to their natural human physiology. That is just straight up the way it is. So we need to first just get over that and quit pretending like that does not exist as part of our genus because it freaking does. Okay, that doesn't mean you judge him. It doesn't mean you hate him. It doesn't mean you start calling him tumor face and kicking him in the in the butt as they leave or whatever you do, throwing corn at him. Is that a thing to throw corn at people? Some old stories in the 1800s of throwing corn at the crazy people. But when you see these things, you know, then it's kind of up to you to push aside your prejudices, look deeper, find more and not get hung up on some physical attribute. I'm all for that, but this idea that we need to somehow eliminate, suppress, or basically lie that we're not shocked by what we see is kind of disingenuous. And also, so jump ahead, let's talk to something that isn't naturally occurring, that didn't, you weren't born with it, you didn't uh, have a genetic tendency to have a hole in your, in your lower chin, you didn't have a tendency to, you, didn't, you, you weren't born with a forked tongue. These were, this is a choice that you made. Why did you make that choice? Because you wanted to express yourself. And you chose something that is inherently different. And in some cases, shocking when other people see it. It is a thing that for whatever your reasoning was, let's say it was as simple as I'm rebelling against my parents. That's the thing my parents won't like, so I'm going to do it. If your parents liked it and they were cool with it and weren't shocked and didn't find it different, they wouldn't care. (laughs) So you probably wouldn't do it. Now, other people have other motivations. Some are just straight up, I want to, well, whatever. It doesn't even matter the motivation. The bottom line is you do it because it's different. There's no other reason to do it. Now, if somebody out there is doing this or knows somebody and wants to fill me in, then there are other motives that I can blanketly apply to everybody who's ever had body modification. Then fine, tell me what it is. I'd be happy to hear it. Scott at frogpants.com. But nobody goes and says, I'm going to I'm going to be rebellious. I'm a 19-year-old young white American citizen living in uh Ohio and I'm going to I'm going to go get a nice shirt. I'm going to wear a nice shirt. Let's see how people like me then. I'm going to find my true identity and wear a nice shirt. No, you don't. That's not how you do it. You do a thing that goes against the norm, that goes against type. You go and get your tongue pierced. You go and get three earrings up the side of your ear. You go and have your head shaved. You go and buy a shirt that has a giant uh, middle finger on it. You go and, I don't know, tattoo something. You tattoo a dragon on your ass. Whatever. Because that's how this is done. That's what makes it different. That's what makes you separate yourself from the thing you're trying to separate yourself from. That's where you get to be unique. It's like this in video games. You dye your armor blue because everyone else is red. You get a hairstyle nobody else is using. You play a gnome because that's different than the, than the largest, you know, the larger body of players. I'm thinking of World of Warcraft here. But it's really not that different of a move. 
In fact, I would argue it comes from the exact same motivation center. I'm no expert, okay? And I know there's nuances to this. There always is. You know my famous, not my famous phrase, my phrase I use all the time, which is the only absolute in life is there are no absolutes. And I really believe that. So I'm not, this isn't me, you know, trying to figure everybody out in one lump sum, but I, I do think it's important to note. And I, and then someone can tell me different. That's great. But you're doing these things either, even if it's not rebellion, even if it's just straight up, Hey, I just want to do something different. I want to, I want to be a new kind of me. I want to have a thing that others don't. I want to be unique in this way. A very common human attribute. All right. So you by motivated by that, you go and you do it. You get a big ring under your nose and now you got a cool thing. And that's great. More power to you. That's awesome. I don't have any judgment for that. I think that's great. Let's hang out. Let's go. Let's go hang out. Um, but to then say that you, okay, let's say you got this hole in your chin. You got this hole with this thing that's now this little see-through thing, this stud thing. And it looks permanent to me. I, I don't know how you heal that. I could be wrong, but let's just say that that's... Uh, for now, I'm going to go off the assumption that that is not an easy thing to uh, reverse. You could probably get some kind of graft, and I'm sure there's expensive ways to do it, but, you know, plastic surgery of some sort. But for now, let's say the common dude who's, you know, trying to move up in the world may not have the wherewithal or the insurance or the whatever to, to even have it done. So let's say you just got this whole... You enjoyed the the five years you had it, met new friends, got really cool with the, uh, and tight with the body modification community and you hung out and you made all these great experiences and it's great. Awesome. Then 25th birthday, you're like, Oh crap. I really need to pursue this career. I wanted before all this, which was, I want to work in a law firm and I want to be uh, somebody who gathers and or helps gather and helps disseminate evidence. Um, I forget what they're called. Paralegals. Are they? Let's say I want to do that. You are not allowed to be surprised that when you go into those interviews that people see that thing and make judgment calls based on that thing. This isn't the same as you going in there and being black or you going in there and being Asian or you going in there and being white or any other color. We're not talking about your race, what you were born with. We're talking about a hole in your chin that you put there. (laughs) And it isn't the message that, oh, this is a weirdo. It's that this is a person who, in their judgment, thought that would be a thing to do. Which tells me, ergo, I know this is, you know, they profile, they have to. What do you do do in an interview? That's what you're doing. You're profiling. Even if it's just, they didn't go to the school I would prefer they went to. That guy went to Harvard. She went to Yale. I really like Harvard better. I'm going to pick the Harvard guy. No one ever cries. No one ever says, ah, you're Harvardist. You're a Yaleist, Right? That is what you do. You make these determinations all in life. But interviews are great for this because it really shows what you're going to do. You're going to give this person money, benefits, a uh, place to come and work, uh, you know, all this stuff. Whatever your, whatever, your, whatever your offer is, you have to discriminate based on what your company needs the best. Now, discrimination that's based on color of skin or ethnic background, we know the foibles of that, and that is just plain stupid. You're a damn bigot if you do that. But if you're somebody who makes this judgment call that says, all right, if the person was willing to get a hole in their face to rebel, that's pretty drastic. That's a pretty long throw and (laughs) 
away, right? That that is a thing you that is a drastic thing you were willing to do to rebel against authority. Even if the story wasn't that you did it for authority, even if it was purely for aesthetics, and he doesn't know that, the judgment is going to be this is a person who if they feel that way about authority then and we're willing to go that far then, how how little are they willing to go in our organization to fight against authority, to not follow company uh, procedures and policies, to not do what we need them to do in the position that we're hiring this for. It's a sensitive position. It's a bunch of money and we need it to go well. I'm going to hire the guy who doesn't have a hole in his face because the guy without the hole in his face didn't outwardly speaking, do anything that's in direct rebellion of something else. That's going to be the judgment of it for, for accuracy or not. That is what they do. And I think when you cut a hole in your face again, more power to you. Zeus bless your home for that. No problem, man. I like people with tattoos and rings all over the place. I think they're cool. I have a lot of friends who I would categorize as body modifiers, and they're super awesome. But I th- and I and they've talked about this before, and I believe them when they tell me this. They you have to know what you're signing up for when you do it. Even if you were young and immature when you did it, you at least have to have this in your head that this thing I'm going to do could be irreversible. If I'm going to tattoo my entire head and face. With a skull. You have to accept the fact that because you have separated yourself so much from the normal. Quote unquote. That you are going to be discriminated against based on those traits. Absolutely. And how can you not be surprised now to say, well, we need to teach people to be more tolerant of those things. No, that's not it. That's not it. If you decide to go that direction, this is just life. This generation isn't going to change that. None will. If you're, I mean, some of it depends on the job. If you're going to go be an artist in some uh, studio and they're hiring you, they don't care, dude. Come on in, bring all your piercings. It's great. Grow your hair anywhere you want. It's all good. But if they're hiring you to be the weather girl at the local news station or the sports guy at the local news station, not going to work. Well, why is that? Because it's distracting as hell. And it doesn't go to the bottom line of that company, which is we need a guy who can get up, represent us in sports, and not have a gaping hole in his face that everyone's watching every day we do the news. You, it's, it's so simply obvious to me that that's what you sign up for. Um, I mean, that being said, I would prefer not to think anything of anyone when I first meet them, no matter what they've got going on on their face or otherwise. And I don't. But I'm not, in a, I'm not in a place where I have to make those kinds of calls like you would in a corporate environment or something else. So I just think it's important to know it's not when somebody says, oh, man, that, is, that looks crazy. I could never do that. That isn't discrimination. That's you going, whoa, that's your natural instinct. You go, that is different. Also, that looks like it hurt real bad. I could not do that to myself. Like I could not get a tattoo, mainly because I'm a giant puss and it would hurt. And I don't like pain. I'll admit it. It's fine. I don't mind. And if I ever did or do, it'd be something small and I'd have to draw it. Like I have all my own, all my own rules about how that would have to go for me. And there are other people like, nah, man, I'm getting three tattoos a week. It's awesome. My whole body's going to be covered by the time I'm 30. Great. That's awesome. Go for it. No problem. Talked to a dude at a Target the other day. Never seen a more tatted up guy. He was basically sleeve to hilt. Everything was just tattoos. Um, 
but he was incredibly helpful. Uh, maybe the best service I've ever gotten at a target. And I'm glad that they were able to get past their initial, Oh, this is, he looks rebellious and got him there. Cause he worked out really great. And I think that's what people are arguing for. They want those opportunities. Well, you should have them. Absolutely. You should. And, and people should do their best not to judge based on those things. And if it's a job where you can do it and, and that stuff isn't a hindrance to the job getting done, then you should go for it and hire them. That isn't what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it wouldn't be weird if you didn't want it to be weird. You got the, uh, I keep going back to this, but you got the giant nose ring because that's weird. If it wasn't weird, you wouldn't have gotten it. So don't be offended when somebody says that thing you got is weird. Because it is weird. You're not being honest with yourself. That was the point of it. That's why you wanted it. For whatever your motivating factors were, it was meant to be strange and different and have you be a unique flower in a big bed of sameness. And we all want that in some way. We're all trying to make our mark. I mean, I went through a really rough hair phase in late high school. I look back on that hair now and go, oh, and people change too. You know, like you're going to go through life and you're going to see a picture of yourself in 1988 with a giant mullet and go, what the hell was I doing? Why, why did I have that thing? Why did I think that was cool? And why did all the girls think it was cool? Well, thankfully you can cut that hair, right? Hair's, a, hair's an easy one. That's why everyone does it as teenagers because you can be as wild and crazy and stick out everywhere as you want. You can go full on cure with it, even wear a bunch of makeup, but all that stuff's temporary. Take it all off when you want to get over that phase. Uh, time to go and get a job, go back to school or whatever you're going to do. You can cut that off and take that off. But when you put a hole in yourself, you kind of are stuck with the hole for a while. If it's a big hole, mostly that, but if it's a little hole, yeah, it'll seal up or whatever, get an earring or something. But if it's a big old gaping hole in the front of your mouth, that doesn't look better with age. <laughs> That's only going to look worse. So, you know, people change. They have a new outlook on life and they're like, oh crap, I wish I had a way to fill that hole. It'd be a lot easier to say, oh crap, I just need to get a haircut and take this makeup off. All that being said, the core point here is let's not turn this into another political slash religious style fight about equality and equity because it's not the same. It isn't the same. Repressing somebody because they were born a certain race is ridiculous, terrible, and awful, and dumb, and I don't know why it ever existed. Telling a guy he can't be your spokesman because he has a giant ring through his lip is just the way it is because you can't. The thing you did to be unique is too unique for that job because that job will not, you can't do it. You can't successfully pull that job off. This isn't about judgment. It's just about the way it is. (laughs) And I know that there are a million little fine lines in between those two things or any extreme, really. I'm willing to admit that. And I know that you could make an argument one way or the other. That's what people do. But it's so easy for us to, you know, I don't know. It's so easy for people to, to... to want to make everything into a big sort of political religious fight. 
And I think that's silly. Some of it is just straight up common sense. You got to hold through your face. They're probably going to take the guy who doesn't have that. And the guy who doesn't have that, he may turn out to be a serial killer or a, a freaking pedophile or all manner of horrible things that you can't see on the outside. I get that. But it's you, the same could be true of the dude with all the piercings. The guy, the guy hiring doesn't know. He doesn't know either way. So he goes with the best possible option. If you're presented two cars and one of them looked like a brand new sleek Ferrari and the other one looked like some junked out piece of crap from 1967 that looked like it barely ran and one of the tires is missing, even if hidden underneath that facade was the greatest car ever made, and hidden beneath the Ferrari was not even an engine and the thing wouldn't run, but you didn't know any better. You're going to pick the Ferrari. Right? Of course you are. And don't say you're not because you are. You're picking the Ferrari. Now somebody might pull the rug out and go, oh, if you had picked the other one, you would have had to... Well, then you're just tricking them. But people have to make judgment calls based on what they see. It's just the way it is. Hopefully we get past ones that aren't have no basis in reality, like racism, sexism. I have the opposite problem. I want to hire nothing but other races and nothing but women when I've had to work with other people. Because I think they're, <laughs> I don't know, I got the opposite problem. I think women are straight up better than dudes at things like honest, hard work. And um, that part of that's based on experience, but. Part of me just likes the feminine touch and I like how women think about things because they are different, you know. I think they're different in all kinds of good ways. And there are plenty of great guys out there, but I'm telling you. So here's you know, this is the judgment call I'd make. Somebody comes to me and wants to be, let's say, let's say I needed a frog pants office manager uh, or uh, the frog pants uh, VP of sales or whatever, whoever it is. And you had two people sitting in front of me, dude with a, uh, Harvard education in front of me, lots of experience. Lady with a Harvard education in front of me, lots of experience. I'm probably picking the lady if all things be, are equal. Is that reverse misogyny? Is that reverse sexism? I don't know. I have my own hangups about honesty, and I think women are, I like girls. I think they're nice. I have plenty of bad ladies out there. Don't get me wrong, but my general experience has been, I have just, I've never been screwed by a lady. Let me rephrase that and sound right. Let me say that again. I have never been treated dishonestly in business by a woman. But plenty of dudes. So then you get into the argument about, well, just because there's more dudes there. There's way more dudes and there needs to be more women. Well, I agree with that, but it doesn't matter. I have my own particular slant and that's just how people are. So if they see a nose ring and they don't, that kind of thing freaks them out then they are probably going to be, there's going to be some discriminatory decision-making. You know, discriminate is such a negative word now, but really it just means if I say, man, I'm really discriminating when it comes uh, with Coke and Pepsi, well, it loses all its teeth, doesn't it? Because you're just saying, well, I'm picky. I I really like my Coke over my Pepsi. But that's really all this is. People are going to make choices based on what they like, know, trust, that kind of thing. So anyway, I think I've made my point, but I know there will people be people who disagree with me. I just, I want all the nose ring people to know that I'll hang out with you all day. But I want you all to know that you knew what you were getting into. 
and that everyone's not like me. And that that thing that made you a, a unique butterfly in a in a flock of moths is a double-edged sword and that's just the way it is. It's a thing you bought into so you got to kind of own it. You got to own it now. And people who do that, I totally respect that. I think that's great. I'm and I think there are plenty of people who go into a situation and know that you know my giant bat ears that I had plastic surgery on to make giant bat ears. I know that those are putting people off and I guess I got to be okay with that because I chose to do it. So anyway, love to hear your feedback though. Both pierced and non pierced folk. Uh, you know, I, my wife's family's pretty conservative and they give, they give my daughter, my daughter wanted to get a second earring in one of her ears, just simple, the little stud second earring in, in one of her ears. And I won't say who, but some people are really upset about that and thought that meant she was just going right down the pipe. And I went, are you kidding me? It's a single ring, but there you go, right? There's your extreme example of people making judgment calls based on that. And again, it's not because it looks bad or anything like that. In that particular case, it was all about, well, this, you know, this is a sign of non self-control or this is a sign of letting your hair down too much. So the, the, the scale is this huge scale. It's goes from extremely conservative up to, you know, people who want to add a second head to their neck. There's some body modification from hell right there, man. Wouldn't that be crazy if you could do that? You'd have to have a consenting donor, right? You'd have to have somebody who'd say, yeah, I'll donate my head to body modification and then, it wouldn't be alive, I guess. It would just sort of be hanging there. But uh, <laughs> I like the philosophical conversation that this creates. And this show is a great way for me to vent my feelings on said matter. So um, anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. If you've got feedback, questions, comments, Scott at final, or uh, what's her address? Scott at frogpants.com. And, um, you know, I'm on Twitter and Facebook and everything else. So we can have conversations there as well. Scott Johnson on Twitter slash Scott Johnson on uh, Facebook, I think. Isn't that how they do that now? I don't know. I can't be the only Scott Johnson on Facebook. I, just, I know I'm not the only one on Twitter. It's just got lucky and got my name. Anyway, I'd love to talk to you about it further. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, eat a high-fiber diet, I guess. I don't know. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.